Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> doing joe (laughs) you know (laughs) we know we've talked about this i have soft hands i I believe uh tim uh, either tim or blake uh schritter coined the term office hands Uh when shaking my hand i don't think he coined that not coined at least i had never heard somebody say office hands before and and, and it's and it's true unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? let their listeners know that paul just took his shoes off and smelled them i have to something is he put his nose into his shoe to make sure what level they're at no i get it and you know what you should do since they're canvas you should let me take them to my house and i'll i'll, I'll throw them in the washing machine i, I think they're worth a two dollar i think i'll just go buy some they more. might fucking fall apart yeah but are they broken in are they comfortable i don't know I don't know. I don't know. All right, so you have soft hands. I have soft hands, right? Yeah. I used to have not-so-soft hands because I used to wrench on my own cars all the time or whatever, and I did manual labor, but I worked in an office setting for about 10 years or so, 11 years. Okay. No, more than that, like 15 years. And uh, what do we do today on my my truck? We did the uh, front brakes. Entire front brake system. Whole fucking thing. Change rotors out. Rotors, pads, the whole bit, which bearings. was a bigger job than I thought it was going to be. And bearings, that's right. Excuse me, new new bearings packed. and Well, it wasn't whatnot. horrible. No, it wasn't. In fact, well, like I told you, I had I looked into just having having it professionally done, and the, the cheapest I could find it was almost $700. It was like 690 and change. Right. And Ford says that it's billable four and a quarter hours or four and a half hours, I think. Uh, four and a quarter, four and a half hours. And we did it in right at three, which is great. There you go. You have tremendous amount of experience doing breaks. You did I most had, of the physical work, and I just pointed and yelled. He did point and yell. It was great. It felt like I was working on fucking composites. <laughs> uh, but it also made me feel like I was uh, working on, a, on a on my car with my grandpa. Because that's what he... Oh, that, God damn it. I, not, <laughs> Thank be, you. not because you're old as fuck, because you, you're not-ish. No, because that's yeah. what my grandfather would do. He would oh. sit back and he would chain smoke cigarettes and he would drink pots of coffee. That's a shame I wasn't and, smoking like, the entire time. You should have been. Yeah. And he would go, oh, Joey, because he was the only person who called me Joey past the age of about 10. Yeah. Oh, Joey, 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 Joey. You don't need to use that. You need to use a canooter valve wrench or whatever the fuck it is that he was trying to mm-hmm. give me to use. And 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 he was right. You know, uh, what I, one of the coolest things I ever saw him do though was take. We literally went to Walmart, bought a grinder, like an angle grinder. Mm-hmm. He said, "Make sure you save that receipt because we're taking it back because we only need it for this one job." <laughs> oh, he took a a a shitty whatever brand wrench. And ground the shit down to where it would fit. Okay. It, it, what it was? What it was? It was a. It was a. Um, the carburetor. I put somebody had modified my Toyota truck and put a, a Holly carburetor on there because my Cooney 
single barrel with 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 a with a, the secondary is is too complicated for most white people. Sure. So they put a Holly carburetor on there. So Gramps was like, "Oh, well, we can work on this." And then he realized that he couldn't fit a wrench back there to, to do what he needed to do. So uh, after about a half hour of fucking with it, and he got mad. Uh, took the shitty wrench that I had and set it aside. We went to Walmart, bought the grinder, came back, ground it. He yep. ground it down and turned it into this one, this like Franken wrench. Oh, we've done that here. You've probably seen. I have tools seen in my tool tools yeah. that you have that are like that, but you have to do that. Oh yeah, you have to because there's certain, especially, especially if you know that you're going to use it again for that application. Yeah, and most of the stuff we have is could be. I've used most of the tools we've. And we use the torch out here to heat it up, bend it around, grind it this way, do that weird access. Have you ever tried to take it back after you've done that? No. No. Not like take it into Sears and go, well, I don't know what happened to it. And they're like, there's char marks on it, sir. <laughs> but you we make, don't cover blow torches. But you make sure you go to uh, Sears or like Home Depot and get the cheaper brands to do that with. Of course. Absolutely. It, fuck. Wait, wait till you have the, uh, whatchamacallit place, um... Uh oh man, the, the the made in China, the cheap tools, the cheap. Oh, they're coming, aren't they? I heard. Uh, Remember, North, we were in Vegas and Northern I Tool or something like that. Nope. We're in Vegas. We were in Henderson. Actually, we drove by and I said, I didn't know that they. I thought it was just a catalog. I thought it was. I know they had stores. Oh no, Northern was someplace else back east. They used to go to um Grain, not Granger. God nope. damn it. Um, Granger's badass though. I love sure Granger. It's not Northern. No, it's not Northern. It's uh. People are screaming. Charlie is laughing yeah, because fine. he knows exactly what we're talking about, and I, I can't. I anyway. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's the cheap tool place. Oh, where I you know. Go and buy you know whatever. They're just shitty um, tools that you really have no hope for. Of just do whatever it's, you're it's, doing. It's those one-off tools that you would only need for that one job. Yeah. It's like if they made a bearing packer. And it was $5. I would have bought it today at Napa so that you didn't have to. You gave me this tutorial on packing grease into bearings, and I'm just like, I fucking don't have the technique. Well, you, and you, I have carpal tunnel now you, you from probably trying had, to do you, it. <laughs> you probably have the technique down now better than you had before, but Most, you're not, you're not going to have to yeah. do it ever again. Presumably not. You don't have to pack the – is there rear bearings? Not like the, that. No, not, they're, not, I think they're, they're not yeah, roller tapered yeah, yeah. roller bearings in the rear. Generally, generally not. But uh, yeah, mechanic shop talk with Paul and Joe. <laughs> yeah. But, but was, here's but, what I was only the only reason I didn't want to do this. I was like, oh God, I, I hope Joe do this. It, it could go well, but as I pointed out to you, that and this seems silly, but I do a lot of work on my own vehicles and stuff, and I learned a long time ago that you either have to do it at a place where someone is hanging out and they can take you to the parts store if you need something real quick. Absolutely. Or have a second vehicle, which I ended up, because back in Atlanta, I had my other truck and my Z car forever. That's what I did. And then the Jeep out here, which is at the moment inoperable. But um, Or, and then make sure you have enough time during the day when you start it or the weekend early enough to where you can, something's going to, you're going to need another part. You're going to need some more something or other. And it's going to stop you from finishing the job. Yeah. But that didn't happen today, fortunately. I, I, when I lived, uh, I showed, showed you where I lived over there on uh, Miami, over by the junior high. Mm-hmm. I was about a, it was about a 20-minute walk, 25-minute walk to Checker. And there's there's many, or O'Reilly now or whatever. It was Checker then. And I there were many times where I did that because I didn't have anybody else around. I didn't have a second vehicle. Yeah. I, ha- I had to walk. Yep. Or I rode a bike. And it's you know it's just a thing it's it's a pain in the ass but you have to do it which but, we we done with my truck if we needed to but it was getting a little bit later also I thought all right I know it's just a brake job and replacing and I know I had all the tools but you, I thought you never something know may break this may be yep. the wrong part any number of things that's so why I like triple checked shit and and made sure and I even 
you know, like I said, but, I, tri- I, tri- I triple checked everything and I feel so terrible doing this. I bought everything at the local Kingman Napa except for the bearings. You had no choice. I had no choice because tonight was the night. Like it had to get done. It, it, it needed to get done. Had to do it. And I was, I finally texted Jeremiah and I said, listen, man, I'm so sorry. I, I had to go to AutoZone. You went, you, and it you, pained me. I actually confessed because I didn't want him to find out. That's how fucking guilt ridden I was, and how, how, it really points to my upbringing <laughs> and my past. Because all I could think of was, uh, like when I the, the last time I <laughs> I bought an, I bought an antifreeze and uh, just bought it AutoZone because it was on the way rather than over at Napa, where one of my best friends. My longest term friends, his family owns the business. Like, so when you're walking out, do you wear like a nose and glasses or something so no one recognizes you? I kind of hope that I didn't run into anybody who was like, oh, how come you didn't uh, go to Jeremiah's place? Ash, God damn it. Don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> I I really did feel, I, I still feel like kind of a heel, but he let me off the hook. He goes, no, man, you had to get it done. You had to get it done tonight. I would have done the exact same thing. Right. And I work for Napa. Yep. So it's fine. So he, he let me off the hook on that one this time. Well, I was just glad that it went reasonably well, and you said it drives like a dream now or something. You didn't say that. You just it said, oh, dr- man. It doesn't drive like a dream. It's a Ford Ranger. <laughs> it's not a fucking Cadillac El, El Dorado. No. But a, it, a dream it, would be a 911. It breaks so much better. Oh, Does it drive, does it drive like a 911 now? Have you ever driven a 911? Yeah. You have. Like, a, like an old school air-cooled. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't drive like a dream. They're a pain in the ass to drive yeah, well, until you learn how to drive yeah, but, them. But then it's a dream because it's like what you want to be driving. Is That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's, well, it, yeah. They're hard to drive. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, this really, really attractive woman. You're like so happy that you, this woman is so, so okay with you doing things to her. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, like she's letting me do this to her. But then like you get into the car or you get into the woman and you're like, Oh, well, this doesn't drive very well. <laughs> this requires a lot more maintenance than I thought. Yes, I can't believe I just equated women with cars, but it's been done. You're in since trouble. Cars were we just invented. lost. It off. We just lost five more listeners. We didn't because everyone thinks that a brand new shiny car is really great, but really they're just they're just overpriced. What I really like is a nice classic forty to forty five year old car that maybe has a little bit of low self esteem. <laughs> that's what you're shooting for. Maybe he has some daddy issues. Yeah. Maybe maybe let me choke him a little bit. Just just a little bit. There's no chokes on newer cars. <laughs> that's, that's true. They're automatic chokes. <laughs> they are. Oh, God. You don't have to choke a new car. I'm getting fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you don't have to choke So a I'm two and a half beers deep. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, or two beers what, deep. What are you drinking there? You have I, two beers I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you, this is Jefferson's bourbon. This mm-hmm. is some special shit. This is some Ryan Ackerman left this year when Ryan and he if he listens to, I think, I think he listens to the show occasionally. He left it behind. He specifically said, "You guys go ahead and enjoy the rest and, of this." And this is the first time I think the, we've. Uh, it really is since he's. Yeah. That was what last fall. Yes. So Jefferson's it's ocean aged uh, at sea. Which, uh, which oh, by by the way, I ran into uh, speaking of the bicycle gang. I ran into uh, Edwin Mann, Ed Mann, uh, a few days ago. And told him that because they were doing a lot of work, a lot more work on the trails and stuff. Oh God, yeah, it's ridiculous. And stuff's coming up, maybe some grants. I know some other funding, whatever. I'm just saying things are moving forward. And I told him I'd love to have him back on. I think he said, "Oh hell yeah, we'd love to give you an update and whatever they're doing." So somewhere this year, 
At some point, we're going to have them yeah. back on, or at least Ed sure. back on for sure. I'd Explain really like what's to. going on. Yeah, Ed's got an interesting background, interesting story. He's one of the more interesting cats that I've ever met in my entire life. And I and I swear to you, I keep saying this. I brought up speaking of Porsches and things like that, and I had this uh, weird dream or learned about some other, not a dream, also with um, a uh, one of the uh, Joe Rogan podcasts with talking about the singer Porsches again and. Uh, Matt Farah, yeah, Farah, yeah, and it reminded me of uh, having a Porsche project, for example, and and uh, I just and, and so that reminds me of Ed Man, air cooled engines, VW Porsche, kind of same thing, blah 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 Absolutely, blah. Absolutely, yeah. I need to do a Porsche project, and and I bet you I can get Ed here almost every night after work to work Fuck on yes. the thing. It'll get to a point where is where the wife Andrea is going to be like, where the fuck is where, my was husband? He, was he really going? And yeah. she'll, she'll follow him. You know, and and, and, go, and God, he's going to the I'm sh- industrial park. Now he's going no, to the airport. No, no, no. Like he'll he'll as soon as he heads out of Wallach Ranch and and heads toward the industrial park, she'll be like, "Oh, he's going there again." Now she'll probably <laughs> roll her eyes and be like, "Ah, eh, fucking whatever. It doesn't right. matter." Um, yeah. Uh, what I want to see him do is uh, he promised me and a lot of people on the internet and in person that he's going to do a lot of work to his. His uh, his bug. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. It's a, yeah. What year is I, it? I don't know. I don't. God, I want to say it's a fifty-eight. He, I, he, I, he brought it here though a couple times. Yeah, no, I know night. he did. Yeah. And and I, oh, man, I told him I want to ride it. And he goes, "You sure? Then you tell me about a bad experience." So like, I had I had a really shitty experience in a bug one time. So my uh, my buddy uh, Nate Fulps, he uh, years and years and years ago in high school had a powder blue 73 Super Beetle. My dad loved it. My dad wanted to drive it because my dad had a signal uh, signal orange 73 Super Beetle. It was the exact same year make and model, just a different color. Mm-hmm. Even had the bud vase, and it was the first year of the curvy dash. That was what made it the Super Beetle. So uh, Nate and I were <laughs> turning the corner uh, over by the fairgrounds, we're turning onto Centennial, or not Centennial. Um, what? That's not a. That is a park. It is. Uh, a park. It was. Uh, uh, I I can't think of it. The the, na- the name of the road Harrison. We were turning on left onto Harrison. He was making a left turn. I'm in the passenger seat, and his door flung open, and I fell out. Wow. I fell out onto the street. Luckily, it's a bug. It wasn't going that fast. <laughs> like it doesn't go that fast anyway. Sure. And definitely not from a dead stop. But it was a stop sign, four way stop. Turned left. I fell out, tumbled, busted up my my elbows and knees and a little wow. bit. Got up, dusted myself off, got back in, put a seatbelt on this time, a lap belt. The um, At, that's yeah. that's not. I was gonna say I had a kind of, but it wasn't a bad experience. We have a fun experience, I guess, in a in a bug. Um, I had a bunch of fun experiences in a bug in Germany, in driving a Volkswagen Beetle in Germany in 1984, uh, but just driving around to go into aviation events and yeah. stuff that was kind of cool that sounds great like the factory had a um uh, the dg the glider factory had like a kind of a factory bug and they went oh just take the bug you know you guys can go take it around and, do- and i'm sure like once a month you guys like adjusted the the, the valves and all yeah their, kind of clean it up a little bit make shit. sure yeah. it's yeah. spiffed up a little bit and it's reasonably maintained so so anyway but i had a buddy of mine had a bug also in high school and we were uh, going uh, cliff diving. There was this lake, Lake Altoona, I guess, yeah, in North Georgia. And uh, you have to kind of cross a couple small rivers and things like that. And of course, the bug floats fairly well if it's sealed up. <laughs> so, it does. Yeah. It does. And so you, he, he goes, all right. He goes, if it hadn't been raining, we can just haul ass across here and we'll barely make it across. And uh, I went, all right, because he knew his car. Like such a bad idea. So we, and we're just going and going. And so we're still kind of having forward momentum, but we're going downstream. 
and the crossing point on the other side is kind of oh, slowly no. going away. But he goes, ah, oh, don't worry, I got this. T-. He reaches in the back. He has a rope for this very occasion, <laughs> and and unrolls the window, crawls on top of it, kind of lassoes some trees, and then stops us. And, and eventually, I'm going, you didn't have, you didn't tell me this was going to be going on. He goes, well, usually it doesn't happen. You usually get all the way across. So, <laughs> so usually, yeah. Usually. So anyway, so we're floating along, <laughs> and, and then we just you know start it up, brrm, and go on. That's that's what <laughs> that's why bugs are cool. They really are. They t- they take a lick and you know keep on ticking. Right. They roll upside down. You just roll you, them back over. It's true. It's true. And I've actually seen. Uh, have you ever seen the bugs with the hitch on the top that have this weird? It's like a fifth wheel camper that's meant to go. That that is that is meant for beetles. Oh, so people, then you just tow it that way. You're saying yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll I will on I the very right, on the top on the roof. Sh- yes, on the roof. It's fucking neat. Okay. Right. It's neat and it's uh uh, uh like I said, it's a, you know ultra lightweight. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably designed in fucking Germany or something. You like know that. what the worst fiberglass to me? The thing I don't like about bugs is is for some reason the, the loud. The, no, the that's okay. The the uh, the uh, I don't like the interior smell the way it smells. See, I had a feeling you were going to say that, and you know what? I fucking love that smell. It's a it's a mixture of gasoline and oil, <laughs> and it's usually from the oil leak that that leaks down on the heat exchangers. See, I had a Porsche 914 that was essentially a high performance Beetle, right? Uh, and now finally, I can say that. Uh, some people call it a Volks Porsche and bullshit like that, and I just want to smack the shit out of those people. Doesn't matter. It was fast, it was fun, and I had a great time driving it. But it had that Type 4, you know, uh, it had a Type 4, it was fuel injected. Mm-hmm. It was the D-Jetronic Bosch fuel injection, which was garbage. Um, and it also leaked oil like a fucking sieve, and it would leak down on the heat exchangers. You know what I'm talking about when yes. I say heat exchangers, right? Yes. It leaked down on the heat exchangers, and then your heater blower motor would just suck air from from those, and then you smell, it smells like oil. And then you're, where you're depending on, you know, Obviously, depending on the year, but for the most part, the fuel tank is in the front. But this is not the and you smell that it. I recall, though. It, to me, it smells more like the plastic part of the seats and stuff interior. I don't know. Or, or it could be the um, see. I don't know. I don't know. I bet what, Ed what, knows the smell I'm talking about. Ed, Ed knows, Ed knows exactly the smell that I'm talking about, or that we're talking about, and Ed knows the origins. Because there's the a smell. few a few different reasons for it. I know that part of it has to do with the heat exchanger. Part of it has to do with the fuel st- system that isn't exactly always plugged up mm-hmm. uh and you in in most cases are sitting eye level and nose level with the gas tank which you aren't in most vehicles true so when you're driving along the air blows through any leaks and crevices and whatnot and blows over that gas tank and you get some of those fumes i still would drive a bug right now uh, fuck yes absolutely i wouldn't drive it to everywhere but i mean i would just drive it locally like a locally grocery getter as they say you, Do you know, know what like, i loved about my my the little that porsche that i had what I your real, daughter? Not not her. No, she's a pain in the ass. Yeah, love you, Porsche. Just kidding. She's not a pain in the ass. She's, she smell like a Porsche. She does. Interior. She, does. she smells like off gassing plastic and wet wool <laughs> pile carpeting. That's exactly what I she thought. That's what like. it was. No, that's what I was going to say. The other thing is the wool carpeting, or no. oh, that could be it. it. If the it, a lot of those early ones, the the plastics took were off gassing for twenty years. They, yes. they off gas like because it, it yeah was a no I know old yeah. school uh, I don't remember that's like part of a new final. car smell is all these is, plastics and stuff that that's are, exactly right it's carpet just smells new and mm. whatnot I love it well one of these days I'll have a brand new car so if anybody doesn't it, know what that Singer Porsche is I wonder if uh, how <laughs> things of the excuse me the Singer Porsche I don't know I kind of maybe uh, 
uh, Ed, if you're out there, give us a call. We're not we're not broad, broadcasting at all. If he uh, because it just all you got to do is look at their website and go, oh look at and there's all the subtle differences that they did to go. Yeah, that's how they probably really should have done it. It, it. Guaranteed, somebody from the Porsche dynasty looks at those and goes, yeah, this is what we should have done. I mean, they probably don't disapprove of 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 some of the mods they've done. Oh, I'm sure not. Yeah. And there's that one I was telling you about that uh, I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast they were working on with the Williams from F1 Williams fame doing the engine work and then the singer. We'll have to look at it during the break. I'm going to show Wait, you these no, pictures. We, we should. And Matt Farah's podcast, I plan on uh, uh, Matt Farah is the he's on. Uh, he has a show on YouTube. He also has had sh several different shows. He's a contributor to Jalopnik. He's a guy that I've been following for probably 10 or 11 years, partially because he's like 6'4". 6'4", 280. Like, he's a big fucking dude. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see him shoehorn himself into these cars. But he gets giddy getting into anything. It could be, like, one of my favorites is from a couple years ago, maybe three years ago. This Literally, this kid, he was, like, 15 when he found this car. Had to have his mom or dad sign for it when he went and found it and brought it back. And it was an RX-7. But this some guy had attempted to put an extra rotor and do a twin rotor turbo rx7 but it's a first gen rx7 okay they follow had, me, the, follow the, me the, so the, far. those were single rotor the first one they were all yeah the, the the first first and second gen i think were, were single rotor okay and then they uh did the twin rotor and dial back the horsepower and they found that when they did the twin rotor it, it was a little bit more fuel efficient because you know those things were they were gas they were they were hogs awful. yeah they're terrible they're they're great for power and size and weight and everything oh, and winding but, but, up and yeah that was oh yeah. my god and if you tuned them right and if you had them put together right by some by the five people in the world to understand how rotary engines work wankle wankle thank you <laughs> if, if, as long as you had it tuned by the person somebody with the last name of fucking wankle yeah you could get you you could get about you know with a single rotor on pump gas you could get about 250 260 horsepower i think but they it were would easily, wrap out to like 14,000 rpm i think they were easily over revved too or something like that i yeah. think they could really kind of over you, yeah. you were the, if i remember correctly you're only with the single rotor you're only limited by how quickly your spark plugs can spark okay Wow. Because obviously there's a there's a finite amount of you know sparks that can happen. Yes, and you're just which makes you wonder how these twenty thousand RPM, you know, super wound up tight or fifteen thousand RPM engines actually get the job done. It's just incredible. They're not yeah. rotary. Well, it's true. Okay, yeah, that's one difference. You, you, so you have a rotary that only has two spark plugs, or you can get like an F one engine that has that is a V six that has twelve spark plugs. True. And they alternate, so the more parts that you have, you know what I mean. The more, I got you, you, yeah. the more it's RPM. Every other, every other rotate. I can't whatever believe I'm pile. fucking explaining this to you. I feel like you I, should know I didn't. This. I didn't know Don't that. Don't you part. work on flying but machines? Here's what's interesting. <laughs> yes, I do. Here's what's interesting is that you like a fourteen thousand RPM engine divided by sixty, and then you, you, how many revolutions per second? That's the part that boggles my fucking mind. Yeah. You know, just do the math, and it's like yeah. hundreds. You know, yeah, it's fucking insane. Of revolutions I, per second, it, it 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 blows my mind that 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 does anything stay together, you know, for any length of time. Yeah. And I know that it's only you know say three hours of a race or something like that, or like the top fuel cars that get one run and then they're rebuilt again. Mm -hmm. That that I'm like, that's how do you find the fucking money to do that? Right. But you know, you see how much people pay to watch them go really fast, which is and they're. You ever been to a top fuel drag race? Yes. Like it, 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 
In Texas? I've only ever seen in Texas. 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 <laughs> I've only ever seen uh, a handful of funny cars. I've never been to an actual competition. It was like a run what you brung Friday night kind of thing at mm-hmm. the uh, raceway up in Vegas. Um, and I saw like two top fuel dragsters and a, and a handful of funny cars. But what really impressed me, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those things are impressive. They're feats of engineering. They're just, it, it, it blows my mind how fast they can go. But what really knocked my fucking skirt up, yeah. oh my God, was the Harley dragster, whatever oh, the fuck insane. those things are. Yeah, with like a 15 foot long yeah. roll bar. You I, know, I sat on one of those. Oh, did you? What does it feel like it, to sit on just, one? Well, first like, of all, you're kind of laying down forward, kind of weird thing. Was it idling at least? No, 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 no. no, no it it was just, they, it, this no. was at uh, Daytona Bike Week a uh, number of years oh, ago. Oh, nice. And uh, nice. they had a couple on display out there. And went, I'm gonna get, I just need, and they had it out there for people to sit on just to see what it felt like. Yeah, specifically. Know? And I'm sure it's not. Or like, lay on. Lay, yeah, lay on. And, of course, the whole time you're down there, who's really laying on it are these uh, you know, women that aren't really dressed. Right. So I mean, that's just constantly, you know, they're just... Don't you have they're... a picture of one of them on your... Uh, I do. On the side of your <laughs> toolbox? It's Yeah, there was a, a... What was it? I know there's a story there, and I can't remember. There, I know, was it, did do you really the want the, I could... Maybe after a break, I can explain the, yeah, the maybe, story. Yeah, maybe so. Can I finish my thought about my bourbon? Yeah. Oh, and then tell people what I'm drinking. I, that's I was working up to it. <laughs> so I'm drinking Jefferson's bourbon, and yeah. it's Ocean Aged at Sea. It's Jefferson's Ocean, and it's uh, Voyage Number Eleven. And what these what they do is they they put this stuff into uh, they put they bake the bourbon, mm-hmm. and they age it in barrels on ships. Right. This is a story and, that we got and, during the yeah, podcast. Ryan, yeah, Ryan explained it, and I, I'm trying to remember how the guy, like, because I know it's their, like, master distiller or blender that knows somebody that has, that, I, I, I swear. I forgot it was, yes. That, I swear it was, like, the Sea Shepherd or some shit like that. Like, it like, had to do with, like, f- hunting down Japanese whaling boats, but maybe that's or some Yeah, but this person knew thinking. this guy was going to be on the ocean doing whatever it was for a number of weeks or months. So I think he said, hey. For ballast or whatever, you're going to be doing this anyway. Yep. We'll just put this whiskey on there and let exactly. it age in your boat. And the cool thing is, is that rather than having to rotate your barrels, which is how you would normally move your whiskey around in the barrel uh, at a you know uh, a regular interval, so that it uh, you know hits all areas of the inside of the Mother the Nature's doing it. Mother Nature's doing it, yeah. and each voyage is a little bit different because you know those barrels breathe; they're not mm-hmm. completely sealed off. Yep. So depending on where they went on each voyage, and if you look on like this is Voyage Eleven, if you if you look up Voyage Eleven, which I never did, I, I kind of want to tonight and see where it went, this is going to taste different than, say, Voyage 12 or sure. Voyage 10 yep. because it could have gone up to the Arctic. It could have stayed around, around the equator. It could have gone down to the South Ocean. Like, you never know. Yeah, the casks are kind of permeable, as it were. Exactly, exactly. Anyway. Uh, it's pretty neat. It's, uh, it's, it is. It's, it's, I, it's, I think it's, it's really a, cool. It's a neat way they came up with that. And it's fucking delicious. Yeah. Now, Paul, what are you drinking? Looks interesting. I'm drinking, I think this is about a 2,000, if I had to guess now, based on... The history of that refrigerator and and you remembering what was in there, right? Well, I guess this probably could be a 2015 vintage. I think it's McKay's. McKay. McKay's hard. Oh, oh, it's Mike's hard lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade. That's what it is. 2015 uh, the, the, vintage. Wait, it's the original lemon flavor though. It's the it's the OG. 
It's the OG. It's the OG of malt beverages that teenage girls drink. So I open up the refrigerator. I'm going, there's one in there. It's that motherfucker's been in there for I don't know how long. I went, that's it. I'm done that's with it. it. Done. I'm going to drink it. Get rid of it. But we also had a number of beers that went bad in there. Remember that? And you opened well, them up. Well, there was there's the uh, Hopknot, which you bought, and I and afterwards, I'm and like, then you why, did, why did you buy me. fucking Four Peaks, man? They're owned yeah, by InBev. I know. You didn't know. It's fine. I yeah. schooled you on it, but they sat in there for a year, well mm-hmm. over a year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, a while back, you opened up one, and it foamed over. And you're like, what the fuck is this all about? It's not even shaking up. And I'm like, well, sometimes it's an infection. And then I smelled it, and it was definitely infected. So then you opened up another one did the same thing finally yep. on the third try it did it and then i tonight i just wanted a beer after banging my fucking knuckles banging beating my hands up my my knees are killing me everything i've i, I i'm a little baby when it comes to manual labor because i'm not used to it mm-hmm. but i feel like i did manly work today yeah, yeah i think your it, penis is a little bit bigger it, a little bit it's a little girthier mm-hmm. yeah. it feels a little girthier sure. like i feel a more like light headed because all the blood's down there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah everything feels uh yeah. you know better yeah all right, so then anyway, so, so you opened I, up one. I, I, I'm like, foams I want up. fucking beer tonight. I open up one, foams over. Son of a bitch, and then I remembered, and then it actually by now it actually reeked like it. Like I didn't oh. even have to put my nose down to the bottle to smell it. I could smell the the foam. Yeah, that happens. It happens sometimes. You have contamination. At so the you had you thing. had one. Are all those bad, or do you have a beer? No, no, no. The, only one of them was bad. The the second two that I got were fine. Okay. Is yeah, there, any more, I had is there the, any more I, in there? I, I think there might be one or two more in all there. Right. Uh, and you know, I, I I really don't want to give money to Four Peaks, uh, and uh, I didn't. You did. I did already. Yep. And you won't. Not anymore. Nope. Yeah. So I go. Oh, Ugh, I see, now I'm getting tired. Well, I did wake up at like three o'clock this morning, so like I've, I've been up. It's now nine or something like that. Want to take a break now and then talk about my? Uh, oh, we're fixing to take a break. I am the one who breaks. Then we can, then we can talk about <laughs> the uh, the uh, Daytona Bike Show with the. Uh, Daytona Bag Show. The photographs on my toolbox. All right. More car talk with Joe and Paul coming right up. Magazine 
motorcycles and uh, back. Yeah, women and yeah. What about women? Women. I don't know. So so it was Bike Week. What year, approximately? Oh, how much spandex on a scale of 1980 to 1988? How much fucking spandex uh, was there? Hold on a second. God, what year would have this have? been how do you not remember things like that i just don't is it, I, is I just, it, is it the years don't is it an age me. thing no I, like, no i i never I a, i've never been that good at all yeah and, you know some people are nailed uh, down exactly see, and i i remember so like we, were fact, just, we were just talking about here's a big event my father dying well, yeah your father wasn't dying that many and, years ago and i just don't care I, I i guess i don't care what year it was i really don't and and so I know about how long ago it was, but you actually. Think but you don't remember no, like where years. you lived, what you were doing when you got the phone call, where you were at. Like that's no, no, no things like that. Thing. Things like, like that. Places I've been when certain news events. That's easy. It's obviously, like, do, you, do you realize how much alcohol I've consumed since I found out that Linda was pregnant with Portia? Right, just just the sheer gallon. Linda's number. pregnant with Portia. She was. Oh. For a while, and then she wasn't. And <laughs> that's then, how that happens. Now, it's like about now, nine months. I understand. That's the ish. Around there, and then then now she drives Porsche, not Linda. I mean, yeah. Linda drives, but Porsche does too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I just I remember where I was at. I was I remember the job I was working. I remember the time of day it was prior to lunch. Like I remember those things. That was almost eighteen right. years ago. Here's like, I just how, remember here's, here's like, how I remember when my mother passed away because it was a few months before nine eleven. That's how I nailed that because I remember when nine eleven happened, and my mother was reasonably politically astute or aware of things. And I remember my sister kept going on and on and on about how mom would have, you know, it would have been horrible for her to be alive during it, but she would have enjoyed, if you know what I'm saying, because it was a big event. It was a huge event. It was a plenty. Yes. Yeah. No, I understand. And so, I, so that yeah, was, yeah. you know, you know, 2001, whatever. So yeah. uh, that was uh, March, right around, right around St. Patrick's Day. Very, right. very close. And then my father died on 420. That's easy month and day to remember. For the record, folks, he did not overdose on marijuana. It was he did not. He did not um, overdose. But on, I don't know what marijuana. year it was. I don't know. It was. Gonna I think be about, you told me. I think. I think you told me 2009 at one point. Probably about seven years ago. That would have been nine years ago. So, okay, maybe maybe 2011 somewhere. No, I don't. <laughs> it I fucking. I see. That's a thing. Like I don't understand how that. I I don't know. It's it's just how different people's minds work. It is. It's like I I remember I I'm. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm. Uh, I don't have an eidetic memory, but I don't have a photographic memory. But it's somewhere in between the two, because I can remember weird things. Like, uh, okay, the end of May was that would have been the week before uh, Memorial Day, 1989. I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I had just turned eight about a week prior, or excuse me, about a month prior, and we left. We moved from Tucson. Uh, we moved from 5431 South Hildreth Avenue, Tucson, Arizona, 85746. I remember I my phone. I, I remember my phone number. Maybe that's because they beat it when you were a kid when I was four years old. I think that's another thing, too. That's part of it. Okay, it, in, in kindergarten on, at Fairchild Air Force Base, the phone number. Uh, Spokane? Spokane, Washington. Right. It was RI7. Oh, yeah. R- R- school. R- R- RI7. RI74402. That was the phone number. I love it. I love that you didn't have to just dial four four zero two. Yeah, I'm surprised right. actually, but that's only because it was a it was an Air Force base. If you lived out in Spokane, like out in 
not on the base or yeah. real close to the base. It, like it, was, within, it, was, it was base housing. Like ba- if you didn't live in base housing, guaranteed Spokane was a small enough town then to where you could just dial four digits. Okay. Kingman was like that until like the, I think the mid 80s. No shit. Uh, yeah. And then it, things started to expand on the other side of I 40. And you had that's when that's the division. It used to be the division was seven five three was 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 south of I forty, and uh, seven five seven was north of I forty. That's because the man because Joe. of the man. No, it's because of two central offices that can handle that one out on. No, uh, off of it's Northern. because of the man. Yeah, I mean, but also because of. <laughs> Technological. I do like to say anything. It's answers. If front explains something, just say the man did it. (laughs) Made you have to dial three extra digits. (laughs) But I remember stupid, stupid, stupid shit. Like there's phone numbers that I remember that I shouldn't remember. It's like the last time I went to Bash's, which was probably two years ago. They said, uh, "Hey, do you have a Bash's number or Bash's card or whatever?" I said, "You know what? I shop here like so infrequently. I don't. Oh wait, I have one." Try this number, 928-753-6986. That is Linda, Porsche's mom. That is Linda's mom's number, Porsche's grandma's phone number, oh. old phone number when she had a landline, which did, she doesn't anymore and hasn't did the phone in number work, 15 though? years. Fuck yes, it did. But probably someone else's uh, name is tied No, to it's it. not. No, I don't think it is. I, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You got the discount anyway. But, but. Uh, both Portia and and her grandmother have told me that they still use that phone number at Bash's because they've used it for like 30 years. Speaking of phone it's, numbers, it, anyway, it's just then, a weird thing that you remember things like that. I remember. Did you ever? Did you ever dial? This was a fun habit to do. Did you ever dial by by hanging up by by jiggling the thing, the digits and stuff like that? Did you know you could do that? What do you what? Okay, so if what, you have an old style phone, like a rotary phone, yeah. Okay, remember I remember. I, yeah, no, I had rotary <clears> phones. Yeah. Okay, and you've got a regular like a wall kitchen phone where it hangs up. Yeah. The number of clicks corresponds to... This is almost like the Steve Jobs thing with the whistling oh, thing. Oh, oh, but the number of clicks corresponds to the digits. I, I've No, I've never done that, but I know that that's it, a thing. It, it's hard to do because because there's nine damn digits. Nine? Eight. Jesus, God. Seven. How many, how many digits? Seven. Whew. Wow. Because I, I've already forgotten seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. How many countries are you I, calling? Who, whoever dials that... That's so long ago almost. I forgot how many yeah. digits they're damn worth. There was seven. So... So you have to hit like if it's if it's 928 good forget that, that's the area code so NPA, 757 you have yeah, to get yeah. you have seven times real quick and then pause and then 12345 12567 and then pause you can do it if you're quick enough and hit every digit with a pause you can dial someone's phone number that way without even having Now I've never I don't I've never done that but I can tell you that I I definitely did um <laughs> I went through a, a period of time where I was in sales uh, working for Frontier, and mm-hmm. times were good. I was making good money, but I was I was 22 or 23 and making very poor choices mm-hmm. with that money. Not that I was like buying prostitutes and kilos of coke. It wasn't What's that. What's wrong good. with that? Nothing's wrong with that, but it wasn't that level of money. Oh. But I did buy one of the original Captain Crunch whistles. Oh, you did from the early 70s. That Captain Crunch himself, who's one of the first uh, free, who's a phone freak, who's he's I think he's still alive. Uh, but the the original phone freak and that Captain Crunch whistle, the you can mess around with this. And I can't wait for Josh Gagno. I think to um, listen to this 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 one. He's gonna be all nostalgic about it and all this other shit and talk about Twenty Six Hundred Magazine, the Hacker Quarterly. Did, didn't Wozniak but and Jobs fuck around building their? They boxes absolutely and stuff like did. That? What they yeah. did was they built boxes that spoofed what um, they elect, did electronically. What Captain Crunch was doing with just a Captain Crunch whistle, okay, which was a prize. That could control. It was a prize, little plastic whistle, 
in Captain Crunch cereal in the early and mid seventies. But, but, but the but what pitch it did was, was just... the pitch was perfect. It was just <laughs> right for AT and T long distance service, and specifically long. You could you could uh, that is so damn when funny. you dropped you know quarters or dimes or whatever. They hit, certain frequency was hit. Uh, uh, in in uh, in payphones. Uh, pay thank you. I'm like I can't think of the an- antiquated term. See, I can't think of anything. It's the, fine. I knew it was payphone. Yeah, payphone with a payphone. But I didn't know the year my father died. S- right. <laughs> so these and it's a specific. Uh, and oh, now that I think about it, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh Gagnon. But 2600 magazine. You ever heard of 2600 magazine? It's a yes. hacker quarterly, yeah. small format zine. 2600, I think, is the uh, frequency 2600 hertz is the frequency that you can do free free long distance. I think that's named after that. If I remember, it's, it's named after some sort of thing. But anyway, you could take this this whistle and you would depress the receiver at a payphone, I think, twice, and then you would get a different sounding dial tone. Yes. And then blow a certain pitch into it, and you could get uh, international or long distance dialing for free. You didn't have to use a quarter or anything like that. And this guy, Captain Crunch, Figured that out. Figured yeah. that out, and then then Steve Wozniak went a step further and programmed these little. I think they were called blue boxes. Yes, blue yeah, boxes. the blue yeah. boxes, and programmed the blue boxes to um to to do what the whistle did, but even more complex. And at that point, then you could get into like if you knew certain frequencies or certain phone numbers to call, and then a frequency to put in there, then you could get into. Uh, multi uh, like automated switchboard systems and yes. and just just all you sorts do all of cool kinds shit. of stuff yeah. and, and and you know I'm sure there's people listening that are just like their eyes glazed over they're like what the fuck are you talking about but like imagine a phone version of what you see when you watch the Matrix yes yep and that cascading shit imagine that but listening to it and just exploring. That's what these people did. They explored. And, uh, they, a lot, and the, some of the best phone freakers. Like it's like your freak, daughter the, will the never phone. know what the... She has no idea that this existed. She has no idea world. that there's... Like, she, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure she has. She understands what a rotary phone is, but I don't think she's ever used one. Right. Maybe never even seen one in person. Um, it was so awful because it took a while. If there were like a lot of oh, high it, numbers, you would fuck high, up the last yeah, digit. It, God damn it. If somebody <laughs> had like an, a 7, 8, or a 9 in the last digits of their phone like number. Your you, phone number sucks. You're going to fuck it up. You're like, yeah, you know what? How about you fucking call me? <laughs> That's another thing I remember. Like my mom's, my, I, I remember stupid shit. Like my mom's old landline number that she hasn't had in 15 years. Three three nine five four five nine. How about this? You had the kitchen phone that would hang on the wall, and normally it'd come with like a two yeah. or three foot cord, and you were you were tethered, and you could only walk away that three, yeah. three or four feet, and you were really high high style. And if you got one of the big long cords aftermarket things that could extend maybe fifteen or twenty feet. Now here's the thing: <laughs> so. we had an AT and T brand cordless phone. Oh wow! About nineteen eighty nine or ninety. Come on, how poor you were! Bullshit. Yeah, well, we definitely <laughs> lived in a house, a farmhouse that was one hundred and seventy years old or some shit. Okay, that, like that had log chinking that you could see, like not like we don't you, say chinks. Joe. God damn it! <laughs> you just can't, you can't. I know we live in Mojave County. Oh my God! It was <laughs> the, the the Chinese built the railroad through here. The, you mean the chinks, Joe? No, no. Oh, I is that what you no. were saying? Oh. No, I said chinking. 
Oh. <laughs> oh God. Do you do you remember a couple of years ago the NBA like a couple of NBA announcers got in yes. trouble for saying the chink in an armor? <laughs> Looks like Yao Ming was a chink in the armor tonight and the <laughs> People are like, you can't say that. And you're like, what are you talking about? It was like a breakdown of the piece of the armor, like a chink in the mail. The eye, like, the, the, oh God, and yes. they're trying to explain it. I'm like, there's no way you can get out of this, guys. Sorry, boys. You're going to have to backtrack and apologize for being racist, even though they weren't at all. That was so bad. It I mean, was, it was bad that they got fucking nailed for it. It's like ridiculous. It's really dumb. Yes, it was a weird coincidental thing he said at the time. and Absolutely stupid. Not intentional. Anyway, so that's the phone are we going to keep going into the phone nostalgia? The phone thing, it, 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 the phone thing freaks me out because uh, I don't know. Like I, I'm old enough to like to have remembered party lines. Oh, I re- yes. We had, my father had one of those when his apartment when he got when he got separated. He had a shitty apartment with had, a party line. <laughs> he had a shitty, shitty apartment. Yeah. A party line, an apartment. Jesus. Yes, it was bad. See, the only reason I know about party lines is because I I. Worked at you know I worked at Frontier at the phone company for years, mm-hmm. and Frontier specializes in uh, having for the most part rural telephone service. So there's a few places in like upstate New York and the middle of nowhere in, in Montana that still had party lines around because the government had grandfathered them in. And the cool thing about a party line is it only costs you like two or three dollars a month. I was gonna say, give me the list of the cool thing about having a party line. I'm listening. You were inter- interrupted. Are you listening or are you waiting to speak? Okay, two or three dollars. Go ahead. That's it. That's, that's, that's cost. Cool. No, it's not it. It's two or three dollars a month. But if you right. started using one in say the seventies or eighties and you made it through to like say two thousand eighteen, you're grandfathered in, and nobody else wants a fucking party line. So you have you pay two dollars a month for a phone. Oh, line. and no one else is on the other side. Nobody else it. is on the other line. You've outlasted everyone else, wow. and now you get to just reap the benefits, uh, all the benefits, but none of the the downsides. The only the only downside to a to having a party line in 2018 would be you can't have any features on it. No call waiting, no call forwarding, no um, no caller ID, like none of that shit. But if you just want a landline to make phone calls on or for emergencies, then that's fine. It's only cost you like two bucks a month, one a month, which is what it should cost it, you anyway. It took me a while to go from a landline and just to a phone. It happened in Georgia at some point. My friends were all getting rid of their landlines. The thing I missed about not having a landline, though, was that it was then, especially if you didn't live in a really clear area, it was crystal clear. You know, there was, oh, there, yeah. there was no. So that that's what I was, I, that, that's the only thing that held me back that long was like, damn it, I'm going to miss the fading calls and this and that from a cell phone. Which kind of, it, it kind of, this is one of the reasons why I'm pushed in the direction of Verizon. Because mm-hmm. Verizon is the only cell carrier that I know that sounds like a landline. It's that clear, right? And it's having a lot of problems here in Kingman right now. I know we're having issues, and they're supposedly going to be getting it fixed. They've admitted we've got a fucking problem here. Verizon, really? With with yeah, there's. You've heard about people complaining about download times and using data and that kind of stuff with Verizon. You haven't heard this? No, I've heard. Talk to Mr. Tim Schritter about. I've heard the complete opposite about how their data is like fucking phenomenal. Oh, talk to including from Tim. (laughs) It used to be. Oh, but, but okay. Well, maybe it's just last, something recent. I don't, I don't, well, not that recent, but it's it's fucked up in some areas. He he goes through a lot of data, obviously. Yeah, and I think they start restricting you. You know, when you when you they start do using it they up. they uh, they throttle you when you get to a certain point, which yeah. is one of the reasons why I've I haven't left Sprint. I think I'm going to leave Sprint, but I've had Verizon for many know. years. I think they're all kind of shitty. What I'm going to do is just look for cost. 
there uh, I'm at a point now where I just kind of I have two or three months left on the contract for my f- current phone mm-hmm. and it'll be paid off and it's mine there and I'm just gonna leave Sprint and go to boost mobile because it's like forty five dollars a month or fifty dollars a month for there, there needs everything. to be another um step in technology or another step in service or something and gets it's you know the cell service by the way in Europe is a whole lot better than it is here it's yes. just it's a shitload better it's a smaller continent though yeah it is yeah with a lot more people and yes with a lot more people and a lot more um it's kind of like a intelligence and actually do you know oh. no stop <laughs> if it were more intelligent uh silicon valley would be there <laughs> It's not true. Anyway, it's uh, a lot more. You know, has a, who has better cell phone inf- infrastructure than Europe or the United States? Uh, hold on, wait a minute. I, I know, I know this answer because I know I've heard about. It. It's like a weird little country. It's not a weird. It's not like country. Japan or something like that. It's no. not. No, it's like uh, Mexico. Really? Yeah. Mexico? Yeah, because it's got it, those it, drug it's, sales it's, going it's, on. It's they got to make sure it no, works. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It, oh. it, what it what it is is they didn't they never put in a very strong landline situation there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the African countries. They just skipped over landlines. It's probably not a bad they're, move. They're, no, it's not, accidentally. Well, they, yeah, they accidentally did that because nobody had enough money. Right. No, they, nobody had enough food. Uh, so then they're like, all right, well, let's Couldn't take dig- care of the food thing first. First in the in the. Yeah. 70 or excuse me 60s through the 90s when landlines were a thing and uh skip over that because it's much easier it's much easier to sure. uh, and cheaper to put a tower up that'll service Hell yeah 25 mile radius and then go from there rather than having run a bunch of lines for a hundred years and go like it could get fucked up every time an elephant it, stomps on them exactly but mexico is kind of the same way too where they can't i can't do elk you can do all the see i can't i i'm very i can't do that you gotta make your lips tighter son you gotta make them real tight i used to play i used to play trombone i just uh, that's not the same thing that wasn't the metaphor either no the embouchure is not the same i know it's it's not the same i know it's not yeah i use the term embouchure what's up yeah what's up (laughs) Played baritone for a few years. What's up? So we're gonna talk about these stupid women that were at Daytona Bike mm. Week next to our display. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we're gonna lose other people now. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's talk to. Let's talk. So to Daytona, talk. we were making these motorcycle trailers, which evolved into these glider trailers that I built, which evolved into these other trailers that I built. That's where what, it all what began. What year was this? Approximately was this? <laughs> I don't know. Was this prior to? <laughs> Help me out, okay? So we're talking about Bike Week Daytona. Was this was ninety? No, was it prior to Hulkamania or post Hulkamania? Joe. How many mullets were there? Was it predominantly mullets? I don't know. I've women? got photographs of me with that. I don't know. With the mullet? You. Did you ever have a mullet? Fuck no. I let my hair grow really long in South Carolina, though. It's Paul really Arnold long. Gaines, you better fucking tell me the I truth. Did. did you have a goddamn no. mullet? No, I did not. Okay. Yeah. I, t- I did not. All right. All right. I'm going to guess about 1993. Uh, Five or six. I'm pretty sure that mullets were still alive. Yeah, they and were. Kicking down they were. But I, I did not. I did not have one. So, so anyway, so we're manufacturing these trailers. Let's let's go get to a display. We built a special trailer to haul a number of trailers on. Okay. And went down there and had a, a nice area right on one of the main. There's a big bridge that goes into Bike Week. Yep. Uh, we're right on the uh, on the uh, ocean side of the bridge. Mm-hmm. A nice big area. We had a big camper down there, and it was a good spot. And um. 
and uh, there was a, a new motorcycle manufacturer that it's probably long gone. This was when Harleys and shit like that were really getting going. And people, people were diving in that were making custom, kind of like a Harley V-Twin, you know, uh, Frederick's Motorcycle Company. I'm just making names okay. up. But you know, yeah, they, yeah, they were yeah. popping up all about, of the yeah. place. So this one company was heavily financed. They were building some nice motorcycles, and they had a beautiful display next to ours. A large display with a huge uh, tractor-trailer rig that popped way out. It had a bunch of motorcycles on beautiful stands, up high, a stage. They had performances every night. They had a big fireworks display. All this kind of shit. Okay, fine. So we're there for a number of days. And then someone said, oh, they're having the Playboy shoot over here um, tomorrow night or something. I'm really like wearing like right here next to you guys. I went, okay, cool. So what, what it was was um, they were doing a promotion. This company paid a lot of money to have a bunch of Playboy bunnies show up because they were all down there anyway to get dressed up. And some topless, some not. And they're uh, uh, doing kind of runway walks and kind of fake flirting with – Guys on motorcycles. They kind of set up like a like a studio sort of uh, makeshift studio. Yeah, to get some pictures and whatnot. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of crap. So on and on and on. They, they would then go driving around with guys and stuff. And they come back, but the but the women there and we were talking to them. And my friend Tom and I were there hanging out. And we asked the people that had the company because we kind of became friends with them during this week period. Hey, we know we're gonna you're not gonna be standing around like a bunch of idiots, but we we wouldn't mind watching this shoot. Do you mind? We won't. If you wouldn't want, no, it's fine. Come on over. We'll they, we'll have booze doing this, doing that, kind of a party atmosphere. Cool. Yeah. Come on over. Fine. So we did. It was fun. But the girls were, um, they knew they were Playboy bunnies. So of course. And yeah, m- yeah, most of them yeah. were not very fun to talk to. Ah, you know? that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Because so, they're stupid or because they were full of themselves? I would say both. both. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say is both. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So this one guy goes and this was the cool part this one guy goes oh i also had some nice camera equipment then too i was how old was i then was 30 something 35 38 i don't know 96 65 minus two carry the one i was 32 or three yeah somewhere around there 30 yeah yeah mid 30s fine so um uh so i also talked to the photographer there too and i asked the girls and I said, you got that you're all set up here with some cool stuff. Do you mind if I take some photographs also? Which seems kind of creepy, except that I was like 32 years old. Yeah, you're... And while we were hanging out well, with 32 the group. 32 is... That's fine. It wouldn't be creepy now if you said that. It would just be normal for them, I'm fairly certain. But <laughs> normal for who? For them. Oh, for no. an older dude to be taking pictures. Of oh them. no, but I wouldn't. And do, by older I wouldn't dude, even, I mean over the age of thirty. Correct. And I wouldn't yeah. do that. There's no way I would do that now. Like certain people do. Well, shit, I would totally do that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, never mind. Why? Okay, okay. It's anyway, so the point is, would you quit looking at your phone now? I'm, no, I'm just looking up the Playboy playmate that I met uh, down in uh, in Laughlin. Uh, I can't remember oh, her name. God. She's from Ohio. That's the thing. Wow. That's why it was great. That's why y'all are close. Please, please keep going. Yeah, we, we didn't get that close, but okay. we got somewhat close. So there was a guy there that was hanging out with the group that was a local Daytona person who hung out with our trailer display, and, and everybody's kind of learning to know everybody else, right? It's a huge fucking event. It's a massive event down there, and you can't just go walking around and partying all the time, especially if you have a display and you're selling shit. Yeah, so, you have to be responsible. And, right, and, so you're and, there yeah, in your yeah. area, and the guys over here are selling, I don't know what the hell they're selling, but you get to know them real well, and the people call, oh, there was a cool Florida Panther uh, that came around and they wanted to use our trailer to do a, kind of a photo shoot also. So Florida they, Panther? Like a, you know, a big cat. 
Oh, like an actual fucking panther. panther. Yes, I've got photographs of me. I and thought you panther. meant like a football player. No, <laughs> but I'm thinking they didn't have Florida Panthers then. Right. So they but used yeah, our okay. cool trailers to have this cat panther walk up inside, and, and I got photographs with me with my arms oh, around him. Oh God damn it! That's I, fucking I'll, cool. I'll, I'll find him somewhere. But were you so, into big cats then, or is that what? Yes, was that I, I still was. That no, but it, like, it really it helped me be oh, more into I big fucking cats. Bet. But oh my god, how big was this thing? Was it, it was it, uh, like, you know I don't know 100 pounds or something? It was you know full size, like a like a mountain lion size okay, or something. All right, but black. No, it was not. No, what do Florida Panthers look like? They're, fucking well, they're kind of uh, oh, no, wait, they're they uh, gray, brownish, grayish, brownish. Jewish looking, gray hair. What? What do you want? All I know is I, I can't find my pants. I don't keep a kosher table anymore. Like <laughs> some comedian a million years ago, I it'll always stick out of my mind. He Pantherberg. Goes, he said that the the Florida does not count as the South. And people booed him because he was in Florida doing right. this comedy special. He goes, ah, you know what? Fuck you. You know why it's not the South? Because if I sit at, at a random bus stop in anywhere in Florida and I hear a woman go, you know, I just don't keep a kosher table anymore. That's not the fucking South. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's just not. fucking not. And most areas of the actual South, nobody walks around with sandals and socks. That's true. And I fucking died laughing. And then a no, couple years later, I, I ended up in, you know, I was in Daytona for like a year or whatever. And I was like, God damn it. That's fucking true. It is anyway, I'm sorry. The Florida Panther. Oh, so right. yeah, so it was used for a photo shoot with our. Tra- that was, that was really cool. So anyway, there was this guy. So they're doing this Playboy photo shoot. The girls are kind of bitches, and I guess I kind of get it too, right? Because how many guys are going to be coming up to him constantly? You know what? I I get them being skeezed out by it. Yes, I get them being kind of dumb and pretty and whatever. I, because they're probably always done. They most for the most part they've never had to do anything. To get where they are, it's just always been about how nice their tits are, how nice their faces, right. or whatever. They never had to really work at anything, that, or, right. and they may not. There's beautiful, smoking hot, playmate ready women that are rocket scientists, and right. we know them. We, we don't know them personally, but we've seen them. Yes, they exist. Yes, they do. They're one one thousandth of of of, of a right. percent of those right. people. So I, I get what you're saying. So, right. so and, this, and they're probably shitty or what, you know, pissed or whatever. Right. Yeah. So this photo shoot is going on. This guy who has another who's local Daytona guy who's about our age uh, has another thing on display next to us on the other side. He goes, you know, what these, he these, these women aren't very fun to talk to, and this is uh. bullshit. And uh, and he goes, I've got a good friend of mine, not a girlfriend, but a friend of mine who is more attractive than them and is a whole lot more fun and and come uh, on hold on all right and uh i'm gonna give her i'm gonna ask these guys if if i'm gonna show a picture of her to them and see if they'll allow her to be part of this photo shoot and of course the guys were like hell yeah bring him on now so he did he called her her name was brandy well of course was that Um, with an i or a y probably i dotted with a heart (laughs) (laughs) and i dotted with a heart i love it so we're like, all right, this will be kind of interesting. So we're standing around drinking beer, and Brandy shows up, and whew, yes, that's the blonde woman on my toolbox. Her name is Brandy. Yeah, and right. and she was a whole lot more friendly and fun and southern, and the right kind of southern accent. You know what I'm saying? Not oh, the oh, I know what you not mean. the oh, wrong yeah. kind of southern accent. And and that's why I've got all those photographs of her. You see, she's looking at the camera and smiling and that kind of crap. Oh yeah, because we kind of got to know her when she was done. They're like, "Oh, these are my friends that are doing this trailer thing." And we're like, "Hell, come on over, have a beer." She came on over. We hung out. There were fireworks that night, 
from the display, we hung out with this brandy woman from Daytona, woman, whatever she was, whatever, because she was a cool chick. He goes, I told you she was cool. That, it made her even more attractive. She, she, I, she was honestly physically beautiful and personable and fun. That made her twice as attractive. Absolutely. She, yeah. And it was just cool. Which to hang is out the aim. Her. That's, that's yeah. the aim. Like, I, I, <laughs> I this and the, the Playboy chicks were not happy about Brandy. Of course. Oh, I bet not. Brandy <laughs> probably showed up and she not only had an IQ above four, uh, but she probably knew how to take care of her own shit, had her own career. Yes. And was hotter. And than was partying, having fun with everybody. Was having fun down there, and they, yeah. And and we stopped paying attention to the Playboy women. Oh, that was not. Good. I was gonna say, can you imagine how fucking fuming mad these playmates would be? It was, Excuse me, probably not playmates. The playmates, the bunnies. Yeah. The, those bunnies would have been. I I I kind of wish I would have been there. Not even to look at the attractive women, just to see the bunnies get all pissed off about. Oh, some they were not happy. Yes, fucking engineering student or whatever show up that was just like, hi. Oh, those are really nice boobs. You should check out these. Right. Also, I understand the spherical trigonometry involved in making bras or some shit like that. Like just explaining to them how stupid they are, which is kind but of. But she, one of my she even kind of said, so "Like, I don't want to hang out with them. What are y'all doing over here? What are y'all? What are y'all? What are y'all doing over here? What are y'all doing?" <laughs> anyway, so that was fun. So that's the that's the woman you see up there. Uh, so I don't know her anymore at this point, but it was a fun memory, and that's why they're kind of stuck up there in my toolbox. It's typical, typical guy has a couple has a woman on his toolbox. You know, that's I'm sorry to say. I I like it. You've seen that though, I guess. I have. You're pointing out. No, I've noticed it, and you've kind of told me eighty percent of the story you just yeah. told me. But I feel like everybody else needs to know it too. Um, what are you doing now? I find I found her. I found her. Founder. What's her name? Is it fake? Deanna Wilson. Okay. Deanna Wilson graduated from Bellbrook, Ohio High School. Mm-hmm. Worked as a bank teller for Key Bank before Playboy. So I happened to be, uh, I was 17. I went to the, in fact, <laughs> it's the last river run that I went to, which was would have been 1998. Right. Because it's the weekend of my birthday and it fucking pisses me off and I, I hated the whole Laughlin. Paul just sniffed his socks. <laughs> I'm trying to. Paul, I'm pick, trying to get. Paul the, leaned down, <laughs> picked up his socks, and sniffed. Him I'm trying to get the source of the stench. Th- it's probably you, man. I think it might be you. You need. I don't think so. Well, you were working like a like a like a. Yeah, but I changed clothes. Working like a worn out, beaded dog out like there. Like a worn out, beaded dog. Like a beaded. It could dog. be your clothes back there that are piled back there. Yeah, I mean, they, I guarantee they don't smell like bo because I haven't. Fuck, I only worked on it for three hours. Okay, dick. I'm. I'm sorry. It's probably your goddamn feet. It probably is my feet. I know it's your feet because I, I can smell uh, it over my here. My feet it are normally like, okay. It smells like dumpster juice. Goddamn <laughs> dumpster juice. Deanna Wilson now let's go, married. Speaking of dumpster juice. Let's t- Speaking of dumpster juice, no. So here's the thing. So 1998, I was 17. It was right around my 17th birthday. Laughlin River runs at the end of April. My birthday is at the end of April. So I go down there. And there's a you know at that point that was prior to the big shootout of 2003. So it was you know you have a hundred thousand bikes show up in the tri-state area and it was a clusterfuck mm-hmm. and nobody liked it. But my dad took me and my buddy Damien down down to uh, to Laughlin to hang out and, and ogle the girls and do all this stuff. So we were sneaking around. We snuck into a bar that uh, someday I'll find uh, I find out who this the, the cover band is. But the, the guy plays 
that area all the time. He's a Stevie Ray Vaughan fanatic, and he's the only person I've ever heard of that comes even close to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Nice, nice thing to see, probably. Yeah. Very, very good. I, it, it, cold shot or something like that. But it, it, anyway, so I, I, I walk, happen to be right out in front of what is now the Aquarius, and there's a big tent set up, and um, they didn't card me when I walked in, and I got as many beers as I could carry. So I had like six plastic cups of beer and I'm walking out and uh and my uh, buddy Damon's like fuck yeah man so I just hand it to him we get proceed to get just shitty drunk at 17 I was gonna say he said fuck yeah because it's beer and you're 17 yeah because you're 17 and I just acquired beer without getting carded (laughs) or even have to pay admission to get a biggest day in his life right there yeah no shit it was great yeah so at that point, we're walking around, and we happen to notice that near this tent was a, was a Playboy thing, kind of like what you're talking about. And there, there were there there bunnies around or whatnot, but their big thing was this this girl who or woman who was she was uh, uh, in the. <laughs> Do you remember when Playboy published one of the Spice Girls? Yes. That issue. Okay. She's the playmate centerfold in that issue. Jerry Hallowell. Uh, Jerry Hallowell. Uh, uh, Ginger Spice. Okay. Ginger Spice is in that issue. It's like April of or, uh, March or April of, of 98. I still have it, and I have it signed. The issue that I have that is signed by her is one that she brought from Ohio for specific people. Oh. And it has a sticker on the cover covering up one edge of the Playboy like logo mm-hmm. that says Ohio Playmate. And it's in red oh. and black and white color, you know, colors like a Ohio State. So it's probably if you're it into says, that story, it's probably kind of a rare it, issue. It might be worth some money. I wouldn't probably never part with it because probably it's cool she signed it. And you know what she signed it? No. I know I know you're underage. Love Deanna. Ah, uh, that's awesome. As I'm fucked up. <laughs> and there's somewhere somebody has a Damien, I know that this was at the age of uh, disposable cameras. Right. I know he got the pictures developed because I saw them, but I don't know where the pictures are. But there's a picture of me holding her because she was tiny. Like, you know, they're, sure. they're, they don't, they make them look bigger in the the centerfold. They make them look. They make bigger. them. They make them look more life size. But she was definitely <laughs> travel size. Like, she was it's a travel size. Trick photography. They yeah, make them look bigger. Photography. <laughs> uh, it, it it. But yeah, it was one of my greatest uh, uh, moments. Uh, in life, actually, <laughs> um, was that? I know it's terrible. It's been downhill from there. God, but Porsche came after that. And yeah, right. Yeah, Porsche was like uh, two years, about two years anchor, after that. It was like just, just this fucking <laughs> Gallagher had this. <laughs> Gallagher used to do a bit about babies. I mean, he's like, yeah, now he didn't I'll, smash I'll, babies with a mallet, he, did he? I wish he would have. <laughs> no, he, he said because uh, you know he did some prop humor a yes. little bit. He's like, yeah, this is what it's like. You know, he's like, oh, my friends. I go, hey, man, you guys want to go out and do this? Like, no, we can't. And he just throws this anchor out with a, this big, like, 25-pound yeah. anchor out on the <laughs> stage and has a diaper on. He goes, we have a baby. Clonk. <laughs> we have Speaking a baby. Speaking of prop humor, one of the funniest things, I, this is not going to sound funny to you or anybody else, but this. Thank God you're going to tell us. When I, <laughs> when I saw this, I could not stop laughing. Remember Tammy Faye Baker? <laughs> Oh, yes, I know exactly who you're talking and about. And her makeup got it all. It was so bad. It was like Mimi. Okay, fine. Remember Tammy Faye Baker so, be on Drew Carey? She went on Drew Carey show and talked with, with Mimi. 
Yeah, it was like a big fucking gag I don't on know there. If I looked that one up. They were like, "Well, we should swap makeup secrets." And there was like, <laughs> yeah, "I'm sorry, go fine." Go on, so go on. Gallagher's doing his stick crap on the everything when he's doing it, and then he just kind of stops. And goes, "I know what America wants. America wants to see Tammy Faye Baker pole vault." So, so he, he right he just it's just, he has, he has this long pole, and he has this half size doll of like a Tammy Faye Baker with all this fucking makeup on it. And he, he kind of just takes this pole with her on it and just kind of runs and plants the pole and just kind of flings her up and over. And just, it, it just, it made, it was out of, it had no context. It was absurdist humor, which is it what just, he specialized in. And it, I it, know what America it, wants. I know what America wants. Tammy Faye Baker, pole, pole vaulting. vaulting. <laughs> Boom. And did it. It's fucking, it's funny. It just, when I saw it, it, just, it's one of those things that just catches you a certain way, whatever funny bone you might have. Yeah. And it just, and it's like, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just the stupidest thing ever <laughs> speaking of laughter yeah i have to bring up something that is uh bummed me out that i found out yesterday i don't know if you heard about speaking this or not of laughter who yeah. died mitzi shore oh really yeah she pa- thought of her in decades mitzi shore passed away yesterday yeah um i never would have known unless you told me joe i could have gone I, the rest of my life i heard it on on npr when i was driving and i, I actually got kind of bummed up bummed out a little emotional because i actually got a chance this is something that i told porsche she yesterday probably was old i'm guessing at this point she was 88 or 89 she had a good run she had a great run so for those of you that don't know mitzi uh, <clears throat> mitzi short uh started with her husband at the time sam Shore started the comedy store on Sunset down in Hollywood, the big one. And the, the, yeah, I mean, and the, the comedy store. The yeah launched big it kind of everybody, ev- almost. kind of everybody when it comes to yeah. anybody on the West Coast. I mean, in the East yes, Coast, you have true. Comedy Cellar. You have uh, you have a few places in New York that are almost as famous, but they even they East Coasters it, played there. Everybody played there anyway. Uh, well, yeah. they timed it right. I have to know a little bit too much about the comedy store, so. The year that they opened, which was 1972, they bought a small uh, restaurant, like an Italian, I think it was an old Italian restaurant, and opened it up as a comedy store, obviously a comedy, like a comedy club. Yeah. 1972, that wasn't really a thing that you did. No. Uh, and probably was slow there, going for a it while. It was probably. very slow going, especially with their business model being uh, comedians didn't get paid. You didn't have to pay to get in, but you paid for drinks. It was a bar that had entertainment that you didn't have to pay There's for. There's a dumb detail. Did they also is, still f- sell Italian food then or not? No. No, okay. there wasn't so even a just, kitchen. No. Just a com- that was just it. Just comedy and comedy and booze. That's it. Okay. But it eventually worked. And the next year after they opened, what really helped them out was Johnny Carson moved from New York to L.A. Mm-hmm. And still needed stand-up comedians. And came to her and said, I know that you'll find these people because uh, Sammy or Sam Shore, her husband, was a known comedian. He opened up for Elvis on several tours and he had Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, Vegas shows that he did and knew a lot of those people, knew the guys in the Rat Pack and all that. He just, he was a mid level stand up comedian or, or, you know, comedian show kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And, and they got tons of people. And when I say tons of people, you know that the Comedy Store is famous for this, but a lot of people don't know this. That's where Richard Pryor got his start. Oh, shit, That's where yeah. Robin Williams got his start. That's where Gary Shanley got his start. Ga- Ga- Sam Kinison, I believe. Sam Sam Kinison, Sam Kinison had his own booth at one point in time in the early 80s. Yeah. 
um, uh, Bob Saget. Uh, I mean, who? Uh, there, there, there was there was literally a, dozens during of comedians the, during the show. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, he uh, uh, Seinfeld is with Shanling on the West yes, Coast, absolutely. And they went and visited the the comedy store. They went into the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if you guys watch Comedians in Cars, uh, was it Comedians in Cars getting Get it, coffee? Getting coffee, yeah. Which is a great show. On Netflix. It was an awesome YouTube show. It got even better when they got some some more money uh, with it. But look for the Gary Shandling episode on Netflix. They go into the place that we're talking about. And the reason why I bring her up is that it, I had actually forgotten about it until I heard on, you know, on the radio uh, that she had passed away, which was I don't know it was kind of weird and was a little shitty but then I remembered back that uh so I have a friend who's a who's dabbled in comedy but is a working actor in Southern California right yes and this is a guy that I I grew up with and I knew from uh god what third grade this is the guy we're going to on the show you're talking about eventually at some point I would love to get him on the he's show he's talking and about visiting he's talking about visiting Kingman because he's very he is he has his own uh vlog uh, it's a uh, Daze D A Z E with Jordan the Lion on uh, on YouTube. He's got quite a few subscribers. I think he's up to like seventeen or eighteen thousand subscribers. Substantial, yeah. And he does a daily vlog, and it's about the history, it, just history of film and entertainment and and whatnot in Southern California, because he's kind of steeped in it. Like there's, you can't throw a rock anywhere in Southern California without finding places where something movies, was something filmed happened. or something, right? Yeah. So he used to work the door at, uh, which is, so he used to work the door at the the comedy uh, store. Fuck, right? I didn't know that. Now I know that. Well, working the door just means you work for free and <laughs> you get five minutes of, of stage time. Yeah, maybe at, more at the than end I've the done night. there. That's true. It's true. <laughs> so um, back in uh, 2006, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, man, you should come down and hang out, you know, da, da, da. I'm like, all right, well, I'm uh, all right. So I went to L.A. And uh, he said I was there for five days, five, four or five days. And uh, he goes, listen, man, I got to work today during, you know, because he's he like a pharmacy tech, I think is what it is. Yeah, it was a pharmacy tech. But it, this really, evening, you sold drugs on the street, pharmacy tech. Is that's that it. That's what he called it. No, he actually was worked at a pharmacy, oh, okay. counting out pills for people okay. legitimately. All right. That was his day job. And then at night, he goes, "Listen, tonight we're gonna go. Uh, I got. I have to work my second job." And I said, uh, "What's your second job?" Oh, it's a comedy store. I do the. You know, they, do you want to? You know, I take the. You know. You know, money. Now they charge admission, or they did. They do for certain times. He's like, I got to take admission and card people and stuff and then send them in. Do you want to come and hang out? I'm like, hang out at the world-famous fucking comedy store? No, I'm going to stay home and fucking high? Of whack course. off and watch Gilligan's yeah, Island. I'm going to hang out in your one-bedroom apartment in fucking Westwood. Of fucking course I'm going to the goddamn <laughs> comedy <laughs> store. So I got to go to the comedy store, the world-famous comedy store. He's like, just sit in here and fucking hang out. Just be cool. If you see somebody, keep you know, your pants on, Joe. He's like, if you see somebody that you recognize, just fucking be cool. Please be cool. All right, I can fucking maintain. Now, the great thing about the comedy store is, is that you and and anybody out there who listens to other podcasts with comedians, Ari Shafir and and, and Duncan Trussell and and uh, 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 Joe Rogan, all those guys, they go to the comedy store because they, if they're known comedians, they can slip in and go, hey, let me do like. Eight minutes. I want. I'm trying to work this one thing out. Yeah, I gotta, new story, I new thing. Yeah. So there's always comedians. There's professional entertainers in the audience. 
and also average Joe Schmo like me who just is in awe of these people. So you never know who you're going to run into. It could be nothing. could be anything. I think this was like a Wednesday or Thursday night. It was not a Saturday night uh, before July 4th. It, was, it wasn't like a holiday weekend. There was, was no just special. A week. It was just a fucking week. It was no mm-hmm. big deal. And uh, I told Portia this, and I thought she was going to cry. I told her this, this shit yesterday, and I had completely forgotten about it un- until yesterday. So we go in, sit down, and then whatever, hang out. And uh, probably like three hours into being there, and it was it wasn't boring. I was hanging out in the comedy store in a, a dirty, shitty old booth. I was chain smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you're and, and, playing the and, part, <laughs> and I'm playing the part, drinking just drinking good bourbon and whatever, just hanging out. And then, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a we got a treat tonight. They they have their like their like a uh, uh, MC whoever whatever comedian it was. So like, oh yeah, we got a special treat tonight. We got somebody working out uh, apparently some shit for his new. His new special. Uh, all right, I, I hate introducing people like this, but Robin Williams. No, I was like, shit. I fucking didn't breathe. I didn't <laughs> breathe for a solid minute. It was Robin Williams at the fucking comedy store. Wow, that is. I you never told me that story. I know. I know. It's something that I I hadn't told. I don't know that I've told anybody that story. It's just story because you kind of like, forgot, not forgot, but it's just something you just I, never really just think about. It's just kind of something that's like I don't have any photographic evidence of it. I don't have a recording of it. It was sure. I had a Razor phone, a first-generation Razor phone. It was like yeah. 2006. It was 12 years ago. I just hadn't thought about it until I heard that Mitzi died. But the cool thing was is that when we got there earlier, like the, you know, I j- kind of jumped, jumped ahead a little bit. I got to meet Mitzi. Uh, sure. When we walked in, and because when you work the door, you're not just taking money, right? And and putting it in the coffers and then and and whatnot. You have to go in and wipe the tables down, make sure the ashtrays are clean, light the candles on the, each table, put the chairs, take the chairs off, like turn them, you know, put them on the floor. You're actually they working and stuff. You're yeah. actually working. You know, you're working for that five or ten minutes that you might get at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. After all these phenomenal comedians, you get to go on and be like, well, it's the deal with sliced bread. Like, you you have to try and work your shit out, but that's how you grind it out. You know what I don't like about men? You know what I like? Women? It's like, women be shopping. Like, you, you <laughs> fucking, that's what you have to do at the end of the night. That's how you work that. Uh, like, oh, funny. Fucking get him off the stage. Uh, anyway, so uh, we, we, I go in there with him, and we're doing that, and uh, out she walks, and I kind of knew. She's a woman, commands a presence. She's a smaller lady, blonde hair-ish blonde whitish hair and uh she goes oh jordan you brought you brought a friend didn't you i was like oh hello ma'am my name's my name's joe i'm just old friend of his and da 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 and she goes uh huh so uh what do you do like (laughs) i i work in customer service for a phone company in arizona and she goes I fell asleep during that sentence. What is it you do? And she, the woman was just dynamite. She was old then. That was ten years ago. She was in. She, she died yesterday. She was eighty nine. She would have been eight seventy nine, you know, or seventy seven right. or whatever. And she's still fucking on it and just making fun of me. And then she was, she kind of crude, made some comments. She's like, "Well, I got a young bachelor, so what are you guys doing later on?" Like just kind of being right. gross, right? Uh, and then. She walks. She's like, all right, well, you guys are doing a good job. You got this taken care of. It was nice meeting you. Shook my hand. And she walked off. And I'm like, I was fucking Mitzi Shore. I met Mitzi fucking Shore. Like that is very, very a cool. goddess. One of, one of those. Comedian. She died and upset you. You met her and you were there. And yeah, it was cool. Kind of thing. It gets yeah. even better, Paul. Oh, it gets better. Oh, okay. 
So I hear her go, God damn it, Paul. Get the fuck out there. And like she's yelling at him. And I was like, Mom, I'm getting fucking in. Where was her? Wait, wait, was she in the room or you could behind the stage or something? Like down a hallway. She was gone. And she's like, God damn it, Paul. Get your fucking shit together. We've got shows. And then trailed off. And, he, and I hear a man's voice go, God, fucking okay, mom. And it walks out. And then it dawned on me. Oh, I know what this it is. It was Pauly Shore. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that Pauly Shore grew up at the comedy store because his mom is Mitzi fucking Shore. That's where fucking Weasel, that's where he yes. got his start. Yes. That's because, right, and, and It's coming on back together like, now. My, f- I, so I got a chance to have a conversation, not just with him, but it was him and Liz. I'll tell you about the most surreal conversation experience I ever had, but later in a second, but he comes out, he goes, Hey, what's up guys? And they're like, Oh, Hey, uh, uh, do I call you Paul or Polly or Mr. Short? He goes, just, just Polly is fine. And I'm like, you know, what's funny. No matter how famous and how awesome you can be, <laughs> your mom yelling at you is still embarrassing as fuck. And he's like, God damn right. Put his hand on my shoulder, pats and patted me on the shoulder. He's like, you're goddamn right. And it's true. Cause yeah, his mom, oh, yeah. she just berated mama's, him. Mama's mom. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Mom's mom. So then toward, I talked briefly for a few minutes or something like that. And then, uh, and for those of you young people out there who don't know who Polly Shore is, first off, fuck you. And second off, go check out Encino Man, Son-in-Law, uh, 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 In the Army Now, and the do- the pseudo-documentary Polly Shore is Dead, which was absolutely fucking brilliant. That was hilarious. Did, wasn't yes. it funny? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. And there was anyway. a Polly Shore show that was Yeah, there was a Polly Shore MTV show. MTV or something? Yeah, it was, well, he did. Uh, he was a VJ on MTV. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, for, like, spring break yeah, and all sorts some of other different shit. Events like, just and did stuff. tons yeah. of shit, right? Yeah. So, uh, later, so he walks away. It takes off or whatever. We finish our... I finish helping him do to pull the chairs down and all that. And get things all set up. And then later on, uh, you know, he's like, all right, I got to work. You sit at the booth. Just just be cool, whatever. Start a tab. So I had a few drinks. I'm just sitting there. I watched these comedians do their 10 or 15 minutes at a time. And then at that point is when, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Robin Williams, I guess. Like the, the guy that was introducing him was just like completely beside himself that he had to introduce Robin Williams. And then later on, I, I found out that uh, when heavy hitter comedians come in, they bump other people out of the way, and usually the MC is the, the last comedian. Is the guy that gets got bumped? bumped. Right, because he got exposure the entire time. And sure. what's fair is fair. He got exposure. He cracks a few jokes, maybe two or three minutes in between comedians, and he gets exposure. So he's the one that gets bumped, or mm-hmm. she's the one that gets bumped. And uh, like, if you ever listen to my uh, what is it, uh, your mom's house? No. podcast with uh, Tom Segura and uh, Chris. Uh, oh, I knew Chris he had another, another, I didn't know that's what it was called. Tom Segura's, yeah, him and his wife, uh, his wife was, was an MC for like two or three years at the comedy store and she got passed over. Oh, all she's like, that's uh, from I, the, from the big guns. Yeah. Cause in. the yeah. big guns, she's like, yeah, about the time that I was deciding that I was going to really get serious about comedy and Mitzi let me be a, uh, uh, you know, the MC at the comedy store for about two years was a right around the time that a bunch of comedians decided they were going to quote unquote have a comeback. So I didn't get to <laughs> fucking do any stand up at the comedy store for like 18 months because she got passed up. Anyway, so 
Robin Williams goes out and he does he kills it obviously he just fucking slays everybody and everybody's fucking funny or he's funny everybody's cracking up and then you know the night kind of winds down and there's no more comedians and the lights aren't dark but they bring it up to like dim and then you just kind of hang out and have drinks it becomes like a regular bar at that point mm-hmm. and uh and I'm sitting in this corner booth and uh my buddy comes over and he's like Hey man, like, because uh, he doesn't really drink. Like, he was just kind of hanging out, and it was well. What are you doing? And I said, I don't ever want to fucking leave here. I'm having <laughs> such a good time. This is amazing. Uh, the amount of history within like three blocks. Because you have to understand, the comedy store is not very far away from the Roxy, the whiskey. It's in all that uh, shit. The Rainbow yeah. Room. It's right there. It's within like that three, three, three or four blocks of the Sunset Strip. That is just absolutely amazing. Uh, and I'm like, all I want to do is just like hang around and look and see if Johnny Depp is going to show up and play. Cause that was back or when Jim Johnny Morrison Depp. comes alive. Yeah. And yeah Jim Morrison's ghost comes around and is like, he's like, you're all a bunch of fucking slaves. It's just like, it just goes nuts. It would be amazing. <laughs> With no shirt and leather pants. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Out. Fuck. Yeah. I kind of wanted to buy a, a, a like no, sh- I wanted to get rid of my shirt and buy some leather pants and just go to the whiskey and be like, <laughs> Oh, let's swim to the moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm hanging out with this. This is so stupid. It's so surreal. Like, it's a sub- fucking Salvador Dali painting in my mind. Yeah. It's absurd. Sitting in the booth, my friend comes in. He's like, hey, you had a good time. I'm like, I don't ever want to leave. Da-da-da. So we get in. The waitress comes by. You guys want another drink? Yeah, absolutely. Empt- empties the ashtray. And... uh and Harry Knuckles himself walks over. He's like, hey, you guys. Robin Williams comes over and just like, ah, da, 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 like he's still strung out on coke. Yeah, that's what he always, apparently he was never off. You never know, just, off. Yeah, he couldn't. And he I just, got to have an hour-long conversation with Robin fucking Williams and Pauly Shore sitting in our, in our booth. Wow. I never knew that either, asshole. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, uh, all right, well. I'm not gonna lie, like Robin Williams, when we found out about his his, I know up- you were really upset about it, and yeah. now now I understand about it. I mean, yeah, I was bothered too. It was like, oh fuck, it, it, and shit. it wasn't it wasn't just like Mork from fucking Orc, right? Or the Fisher King, or yeah. the, you sat the, with him the, and it, talked it, with it, him. It, it was yeah. all of those things. The genie from Aladdin. It was all those things culturally, things that are ingrained into my mind. And then on top of that, it was right around the one-year anniversary of one of my best friends killing themselves. So yeah. when he died, it just I made me relive all of that shit, and that's probably why I haven't brought it up in like four. Or five okay, years. I got it now. So like, but still, it was a tremendous experience, and it was something I would never trade for a million oh, yeah. years. It was, it was, it it, it was seriously like looking back on it, I'm still uh, not a hundred percent sure if it was real. It was, like you might it have was, been on like an like a bad acid trip or a good acid trip. I or something, was. Or. I, I I honestly I think I cut my alcohol intake when I when I I I know that I I didn't I know I stopped drinking any alcohol as soon as that MC announced that uh, that Robin Williams was coming up on stage. I bet you. Um, and then I didn't have any more drinks until afterward, just so that I could cal- keep calm, be like. And not and, and be not be like moment. fucking be in- Chris Farley, be like, like, <laughs> remember when you remember when you were in the Fisher King? That was awesome. Like I, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. I, and I wasn't a Mork from Orc guy, but I watched it, you sure. know, in, in uh, reruns and whatnot. Nanu, 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 and and you know, it's like the I told Portia yesterday when we were having dinner. 
because I, I, it was actually as I was leaving my house to go to the sushi place to meet Portia is when said, you know, uh, uh, Mitzi, you know, the, you know, the founder and, and every, the comedian's godmother, they, they, that's what they call her, the godmother of comedy, because she would, she bought this house right behind, like, I don't know if you've ever been down there on Sunset, like, on the one side of the street is a real steep hill. Oh, yeah, behind, so behind there is a huge... Hollywood hill, so to speak, right? Yeah, you know, it's right like, there. yeah, so she bought the house right behind it, and I can't think, of, it was like, Ah, I can't think of the name of it. She called it something, but bought this like what we would call a mansion. It was probably like a five or six bedroom, two or probably three thousand. Well, back foot then, house. it was a actually a mansion. It was back a then. mansion back it's, then. It's so weird the, the the perspective back in the like seventies, like early seventies, what a mansion, quote unquote, mansion was would be compared to now. It's just really anyway. Yes. Anyway, so uh, that they call her the godmother, godmother of uh, comedy, not because she founded the comedy store and things like that. But what she really did was if she saw talent in somebody, she she would figure out a way to make them survive. Even if she didn't, even if it had to do with like, okay, listen, you can do landscaping at the comedy store. You can do this. You can do that. Loan out the company vehicle so that they can go and run errands or take care of their bills or whatever. And up, into, up to and including letting a you know comedian or three so, or four live in her house so a question to me would be um because the cost of living in southern california this is not you know is high and i know the size of the place is not that big and then basically you were telling me it's free to get in early on and then drinks you think how did this how did the how did that place survive i don't think they were like raking it doesn't sound like they were multi-millionaires they were never raking in tons of money so i just wonder how they survived because they didn't charge a shitload i don't think for people to come in it's funny you mentioned that because yesterday my uh yesterday my friend it it posted today my friend jordan does his Mm -hmm. his daily vlog um, he talks about that and what really they were really struggling the first three or four years that they were open up until like the mid 70s. And what really started bringing people in was Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor would go and uh, he would give them three or four days notice. So they put his name up on the marquee and then a date and they'd have six, seven hundred people lining up to go into a place that only holds 300 people maximum. I was gonna say it holds that many. It, yeah. It, it, okay. Oh yeah. You have to really fucking pack it in because there's okay. there's uh, um, <clears throat> the main room the is like booths pretty much. Yeah, it's your typical kind of around the club, outside, around yeah. the perimeter, and then rows of tables and whatnot. And you can really pack them in. Okay. When I went there, it wasn't packed in like that because it was like a Wednesday night, and it was quote unquote nobody's were on that night. There was nobody on the marquee. There was no how, show how many how many people would you guess were there? Six. Six, including Six. Robin. Oh my god! The audience, you mean? I'm down. I mean, comedians. Oh god, I'm sorry. I thought you yeah. meant like uh, no, 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 no. Performers. How many people were actually there? Um, <laughs> you know what's fucked up? What you don't remember? No, no, no. The, by the time Robin Williams took the stage, there was maybe fifteen, twenty. Because people had shit to do the next day. Yeah, because it was probably <laughs> nine thirty or ten o'clock at night on like yeah. a Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday night. But that's what. The people that are there are the people that either know comedy or are hardcore fans right? of just comedy in general. Just like go there because it's a cool place to hang out and you never know who you're going to see. And those are the people that somebody who's working out a, a routine or trying to f- like figure out the f- 
like polishing their jokes for their one sure. hour special or whatever. And that's what Robin Williams is doing. But it because sucks it was, it was, it was like 15 people. I mean, that's almost not a fair way to judge your material in a way. But anyway. To a, to a certain degree. I yeah. mean, but if those 15 people die laughing, I mean, if they're, yeah. if you're, if they're just killing it, then yeah, it makes perfect sense. Anyhow, so that's a great the, story. Toward the end of the night, and you know, night wanes on and whatnot, and I and and you know, friends like, hey man, we should uh, we should probably get out of here. I'm like, ah, it's cool, and uh, I you know got a hug from Robin Williams. Like I, I I told Portia yesterday, and I said, you know, somebody really important to me died, and I don't know that you'll fully appreciate it until I finish the story. And I told her, and she was almost in tears. And I said, you know, and honestly, right up there with like. Um, Portia being born and like, I don't know, like I, certain memories that I have that are impactful in my life. That was doing that's, your, that's, doing your breaks. That's in the, yeah. Up there. Yeah. That was impactful <laughs> on my hands. No, it was, it was impactful. No, it's a, it's it a like, moment. It was, I, I've it never was probably top three in my entire life was meeting Robin Williams and then him and, and, and 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 honestly, truth be told, my friend who's trying to break into comedy and entertainment at the time saying, this is my friend Joe. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. When he's on, he's on. And it's a stream of consciousness. Da, 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 but you got to feed him full of like a, like a proper amount of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams explained his method. And he goes, that was me, but cocaine in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> and I, but I learned to do that sober. And I learned to turn it off and turn it on. And I'm like, and that's why you have an, an Oscar for best actor and like four Oscar nominations. Sure. Because you learn how to turn it on and turn it off because off you're calm, cool, collected and a dramatic actor. And he's, it, it, but he's still never really off when you're sitting there I, talking to him. I, right. I, I asked him like, what are the right fucking books, Robin? Like I was quoting movies. <laughs> I was quoting him to him and he liked it. Okay. It wasn't, he didn't, Get upset. My friend was just embarrassed. Sure. Because I was a total fanboy. But, like, there's things that he said in movies that I knew came from the heart that wasn't him really acting. That was really him. Like ad-lib that maybe. I will that kinda, fu- exactly. Yeah. That I will remember forever. And a lot of it comes from Goodwill Hunting. But, like, still, like, several other movies. Or Dead Poet Society. Oh, Christ. I talked to him for 20 minutes about Dead Poet Society. Oh, God. And he I haven't goes, seen that movie in forever. I, it's on Netflix. I know. And I've watched it twice since April 1st. Jesus, don't you have something else to do? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. Come and hang out here and work on more shit. I, I should. I really should. And there's plenty more things that I'm going to work on my uh, vehicle, I think. I, I'm going to buff the t- the uh, headlights. Oh, we'll be buffing those. I'm going to buff. We're gonna buff. We're hey gonna man, you got anything else to add? I feel no. like I went on for the last. No, half I talked a lot hour. about Daytona Bike Week. We talked about uh, you were talking about we talked about Porsches and and VWs, and then uh, uh, Bike Week, naked half naked women. Yep, and then uh, the comedy store. Yeah, there we go. That Maybe was a some summary. someday we'll talk about it, the the time I met Steven Tyler. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a great fucking story. Wasn't he in uh, Wasn't he in Laughlin not too long ago? Like like a while back. Stephen Tyler. Yeah. For what? Uh, for bike. One of those the bike week event. I think he was down there. Someone told me they met him down Steven there. Stephen Tyler. Wow. I don't yes. know. I, maybe I, that that could very well be. I, don't know. I met him 
it's a different story. It's a it's a different story involving the Sunset Strip, but like two blocks away. Oh, it. I, we'll talk about that at some point. My uh, my friend, uh, my friends who work back east on aircraft were doing uh, getting an airplane ready to ferry one time, and they were I think it was Atlanta Petrie Cab Airport, and they were in a limo getting on their Aero Force One. That's the name of their airplane. Oh, that's precious. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they saw him working on it, and they went. They unrolled the windows because they were just turning the wrenches and moving wings on and stuff. And But they stopped and rolled the windows down and went, woo, how's it going, guys? Whatever, and just kind of acknowledged them anyway. And then drove on to several airplanes away to their, again, Aero Force One. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it what, what was their – what's what's Aerosmith's plane? Like, what is it? I think it was a Citation. I believe I recall gotcha. it was some kind of a Cessna, which is a, Cessna makes a jet, and it's called a Citation. Wasn't a Citation Ten though. I, I feel like an idiot because I didn't know Cessna made Citation. Did. I didn't know that Cessna. Yeah. I didn't know Cessna's jets were called Citation. Probably, I know what Citations are, but I didn't know. Yeah, I wonder if they was. still have. I have to look that up. What Aero Force One? What or they changed? What that is? I I don't think that. I don't know if the people really care. I don't know if we just maybe quit. people are just like, oh well. That's I don't give a fuck. Aero Force One. Uh-huh. Get it? Aero Force One. I'm uh, I'm you googleizing it. Aerosmith, Aero Force One. Just doing images. Fan club. Does it look like a? Now here's a joke amongst the aviation people, okay? Because the Cessna Citations aren't the fastest of the uh, executive jets. Okay. So they call them Cessna Slotations. Ah, uh, get it? Who's they? I want to find those aviation people. people that know they're not that fast. Or Cessna slotation. Oh, it's not, a slotation. Not it's still a fucking jet. It's still faster <laughs> than my Ford goddamn. Ha- however, Ranger. the Citation Ten, which is the latest of their, you know, that's yeah, that is yeah yeah that's barely the fastest private jet that there is. It's like one it? mile an hour faster than a than a uh, G six. Or G650. How fast are we talking on here? Like 700 miles uh, an hour? No, like, not, al- not quite. Almost. Call it 657. I don't know. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're tied basically with the fastest. Approaching Mach. It's, it's time. It's time for a, a supersonic they, people private. claim jet. they are working on them now. But God damn it, that's expensive. Okay. I'm sure they are. What's the Air Force one? Is this a citation? Yes. It is? Yeah. Okay. That's what Tommy told me it was. Yep. Because he was, they was right there next to him. Does it say what model it is? It's like a seven... Citation 7. I can't believe still fly around that I'm thing. I'm still it's so silent. I'm sorry. Um, oh, everybody loves oh, this. Oh, no. Decommissioned their Citation 7 in... Uh, oh, it was a 7. In, yeah. In, I knew in that. 2002. Yeah. They stopped using it. Wow. I was I, that. See, I remembered that, they, Joe. They, I, hey, man. That's good. Aero that's, Force that's, 1 Citation 7. I don't know what year my that. father died. So Jesus I know Christ. these are weird things. I'm sure we can find an obituary somewhere. I know we you, could. Maybe you can commit it to fucking memory because it was kind of a big deal. Why should I commit to memory? However, I understand maybe not committing traumatic events to memory, but I think maybe it's part of my brain being all fucked up that I remember where I was, what I was doing when I got certain news about certain things. Like right. I, I don't know. Like I just remember those things. Like when the Dairy Queen was coming back to town. No. And I heard that's not coming back to town anymore. I heard that too. What do we need a Dairy Queen for? I don't we have like I don't, five I don't, we, fucking frozen yogurt I, I don't. People are excited I, about it. I'm, going, I'm not that, that excited about it. I do know that uh, mid, uh, like a mid-level town in North America at one point in time did not have a movie theater or a Dairy Queen because they both shut down around the same time. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Now, I tell you, what, I, I told myself, though, I said, if a Dairy Queen comes to town, I will commit to a uh, peanut butter parfait. Fuck yeah, and a dilly bar. No, I'm just saying uh, the peanut butter parfait. It's all I, I don't, I don't, I don't care par- about the dilly bar. Peanut butter parfait, you're such a fuck. That's it. That's all I want. I want Give the layers. I want the layers. I want the Oreo blizzard. I want to see the layers in the clear plastic glass <laughs> of the peanuts You're and the so fudge, f- and I want to see I, the I layers. Mean, peanut butter parfait is the shit. I, I will give you that. I, I want to see the phasing. They're not actually. Is I it, want to see the. Phasing. It's not really phased because it didn't move. <laughs> I want to see the striations. I guess we're going to call it. Is that is that what we're going to call yeah, it? Striations. Phasing is if it's moved on its own and settled out, but it didn't do that. It was right. built that no, way. It was and that's, built that way. So it could be. Uh, <laughs> Can I please put you to bed for the night? Let's quit right now. All we're right. not Just, ahead. We're not ahead. We're so behind. But anyway, <laughs> okay. look into her. Mitzi Shore. Biketoberfest. Not Biketoberfest. I was there for that. It's Bike Week, which is the other big bike thing. Oh, in yeah. Daytona. Yeah. And, uh, and, and. My hands hurt because I did manual labor. Doing brakes. Yeah, I can YouTube front brakes on a Ford Ranger. And then they'll be, be like, excited. that was an eight-minute video. I don't understand it. <laughs> More involved than that, people. All right. Anyway, that's it. You got anything else, Paul? <sighs> Say goodnight, Joe. Goodnight, Joe.